Welcome to the Pan Podcast from KXE in London. As a church, we want to learn ways of being with Jesus, becoming like him and doing the things he did in order to see the city we love transformed. This podcast is a resource to help us explore these spirit-filled patterns of living and start putting them to practice every day. This episode is on gentleness, and we went down to St Melitis College in southwest London to talk to Jane Williams, who is the assistant dean there. Jane is one of the most gentle people you'll ever meet, um, so we had a really great conversation with her. Um, both Anna and I, we spent three years uh, learning under you, deeply grateful for you and your presence. And I think we, the topic for today is on gentleness, and I think it's something we've seen you model right throughout the three years that we spent with you. So that's why we desperately wanted to speak to you about it and get your insights in it. Um, so I just wanted to kick off by asking you about how Paul talks about the fruits of the Spirit in the Bible and how gentleness is one of those. Could you just give us a little one-minute summary of what you think the fruit of the Spirit are? It's a lovely phrase, isn't it? Because um, it, it talks so vividly about the fact that we're all rooted in things, mm. uh, and that we we take our nourishment, um, we take uh, the ground that we um, are based in uh, from the things that we actually spend our lives in and concentrating mm. on. And so I think Paul is all the time talking about trying to help people um, root themselves in Christ, and so that what is nourishing our lives and and um, bringing the sap rising in us and all that kind of thing is. Uh, is the Holy Spirit's drawing us closer and closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fruits that Paul talks about then are the, are, the, are, the, are the visible effects of living close to Jesus, living rooted in Jesus, right. which begin to just change your character um, uh, over time. Um, and, uh, and they're lovely ones that he picks, aren't they? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. They are just... And they're not... Um, in the world in which Paul lived, they're not always the qualities that people looked for in um, sort of heroic figures mm. or in admirable figures. So I think Paul is really talking about his own journey of faith and character transformation because we meet him first when he's a very angry young man, don't we? So these things that he's talking about are things that haven't come naturally to him and that he must have practised all those years of trying mm. to come closer to Jesus, let the Holy Spirit draw him closer and closer to Jesus. So he's talking out of his own experience, I think, which again, I think makes it very moving. Mm, love that. But do you almost say that they're underestimated then, the fruits of the Spirit? Um, do we appreciate them enough? I suspect we don't. And I suspect that, um, like I've just done, we sort of reel them off. Um, and so I love it that you're asking me to look at one and not at the whole lot. Because um, uh, I think we could do that much better, actually, and just pay attention to each one, because they are slightly different. Mm. Well, let's do that. Um, gentleness is the one we're looking at today. Um, what would you say gentleness is? I think it's the kind of strength that doesn't require you to constantly defend yourself, uh, mm. constantly um, show everybody how right you are. It's, it's a kind of um, strength that is rooted in a knowledge that you are held by Christ, um, you you don't need any other um, validation, um, that you have all that you need to be the person that Christ is calling you to be. Hmm. So it comes out of satisfaction in Christ? I think it comes out of, um, yes, deep, that deep rooting that we were talking about that, that enables fruit to grow, that deep rooting in Christ. And that sense, um, as I mean, all, all of our calls start with God saying how much he loves us. Hmm. Um, and so it's, it, I think gentleness starts in that 
that certainty that we haven't got anything to prove to God. And if we haven't got to prove it to God, we haven't got to prove it to anybody else. Mm. It is a kind of strength in that sense, isn't it? You mentioned um, at the beginning when you were talking about Paul that he practised gentleness, or he would have had to practise these fruits of the Spirit. Um, What is the relationship between our involvement and the work of the Spirit and... You know, how much is our effort and that we have to practice and how much is the Spirit doing his, his thing? I suppose nearly all of us would love it if God made us instantly good. Um, but the, uh, the point is that God uh, loves us as we are, draws us into relationship with himself. It's us that he's working with. It's, he's not trying to turn us into a clone or, a, you know, some automaton is trying to make us more and more truly ourselves. And that means that we have to practice that. Um, that's the only way it's going to become ourselves. Thank goodness the Holy Spirit does um, do some miraculous transformations in people. Um, and there's the wonderful example of St Augustine of Hippo, who um, was cured almost instantly of a, um, a passionate unchastity, um, a, a longing for um, sexual relationships and remained celibate then for the whole of the rest of his life. And he does seem to have that does seem to have been a miraculous conversion of, of the thing that was holding him back. Um, so uh, miracles will certainly happen in our interaction with God, and um, extraordinary changes that we didn't believe we could achieve and couldn't have achieved by ourselves. But we also need to be willing to work at it. Um, and uh, and I think that's only um, fair in the way that God treats us as people. God does want us to become more and more the human beings that he's called us to be. Um, would you say, what, what might say the sort of common misconceptions are about gentleness as, as a fruit spirit or just as a trait? Uh, probably the most common one is um, assuming that it's weakness mm. uh, and it means that you're willing to be a doormat and let people walk all over you. Um, and I, I hope from the way I've described it that I don't think it is that. Mm. I think it takes more strength um, to be uh, to have that kind of deep-rooted gentleness um, so that you don't react always out of hurt pride, always out of the need to defend yourself. But I think people do see it very often as a kind of weakness. Um, and, uh, and, are not, and, and then it might mean that you don't stand up for things uh, that are, um, you don't stand up against injustice and so on. And again, I don't think that necessarily follows, but I think that's a common misconception. So, um, thank you. What do you see in terms of in today's world, perhaps in, in the city particularly, um, that would mean gentleness and the pursuit of it um, would be radical? I think people um, seem very anxious. I think um, there's a lot of evidence isn't there that people are, young people suffer more from anxiety, from um, uh, uncertainty about their own worth. Uh, and I think to practice this kind of gentleness where you always start from the reality of God, the God who loves you, um, that is your basic reality. I think that would be hugely um, important and could be hugely important for people. I also think people feel they have to um, defend their rights um, and uh, sometimes they do, that's true, but um, not necessarily with the kind of aggressive um, self-defence um, that you see a lot. I, it seems to me if you walk around the city, there does seem to be a significant proportion of people who look constantly angry. Um and that's that's not nice, is it? That's a horrible feeling to feel that constant low level of rage that just bursts mm. out into real 
um, flipping the switch kind of rage every so often. And again, you think that's people who have never been helped to um, recognise this gentle strength that comes from self-possession, really, knowing whose you are. So not self-possession, belonging to God. So if, if in terms of like, you know, taking that walk around the city, uh, what are the spaces in our culture which are just desperate and thirsty for this need of thoughtful gentleness? I think there are so many, aren't there? And I think um, uh, this is this may be just my generation because I'm not a great social media user, so I may be seeing it quite wrong. But it seems to me that, that social media is very full of um, mm-hmm. uh, slightly anxious self-promotion, um, mm-hmm. um, slightly uh, facetious willingness to criticise other people, to jump in on a bandwagon and say mean things um, without paying attention to the effect of that on others. Um, I think ours is a a culture that um, has lost its sense of um, how we may respectfully offer ourselves and our our gifts to each other without having to force them in people's faces. So... um so going again more practical for this, what would you again say is the sort of first step towards gentleness that we could take? Um, I, th- I, I think the first step is always starting with God. Um, so again, letting yourself hear uh, what God tells us about ourselves, which is that we are his and we are beloved. Um, I find the Lord's Prayer an immensely helpful tool in in. Um, reorientating constantly um, because it starts with our father in heaven hallowed be your name that's the most important thing that that in what we are and what we do we're giving glory to god uh, and everything else follows from that because as we give glory to god we're sort of reorientating ourselves again so that um, we're not being affected by other people and what they think about us we're being affected primarily by what god thinks about us and that's a 30 second thing that you can do really quite often when when you're about to lose your temper um, or when you feel that somebody's um, being disrespectful to you. All you need to do is a breath in and a breath out and say, our Father. Um, And that just gives you a moment to think, what kind of a person do I actually want to be? Um, I have the strength um, uh, to decide in this moment um, whether the other person will tell me the kind of person I've got to be in relation to them or whether I... I'm able to be the person God is calling me to be in relation mm-hmm. to him. So just giving yourself that moment to think, I know who I am. I don't have to be forced by you to be somebody I'm ashamed of. Amazing. I wish I could say that I always did that. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to dream for a moment that we as a community really learn how to walk in the spirit and therefore in gentleness, what do you think the fruit would be of the fruit of your soul? I mean, so what, what impact would we see on other people um, that we live amongst if we start to operate with gentleness? What do you see? So, so rather than the effect on ourselves, what about the effect on the world around us if we start to learn and practice walking in this? I mean, if you try it every so often in a public space, um, if somebody's just pushed in front of you in a queue, um, you sort of step back and smile at them. It's surprising how you can change an atmosphere. Mm. Uh, I think for a church community um, to practice this gentle, gentleness with each other would be to make people feel more and more that you had space for them, mm-hmm. uh, that you're not somebody who's always talking about yourself, always needing them to affirm you, that you actually um, come from a place of security where you can 
offer time and space to others. I think it would become a, a more expansive and welcoming kind of place. I think people would find that they loved themselves more. I know that's a, a, a large claim, but if you start every day and then regularly through the day, remind yourself that that's the most basic thing about you, that God loves you. Um, it begins to change those sort of neural pathways in your brain. And people who love themselves more um, out of that kind of sense of being beloved often are able to pass that on to others. Would be wonderful, wouldn't mm. it? No worries, no worries. I, su I suppose part of me is thinking just as you're talking, it, you're, it's selling a really subversive vision. Um, so how do we practice this stuff when it is so subversive and it feels so big against a culture which is, feels quite heavily not le leaning towards this, tr this trend? How do we um, like grasp hold of it or how do we sustain it? How do we, yeah. I suppose the temptation is always um, to think, if I can't do a big thing, I won't bother with the little thing. Um, and uh, if I can't change the whole culture, then there's not much point in me trying to change any of it. And that is a lie. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think um, what we can do is, uh, is increasingly hope and pray that the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit to lead us into the fruits of the Spirit ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, begin to think about your public um, interaction so that um, under pressure that's the person who comes out is this person rooted in gentleness uh, both uh, in your social media presence in your uh, interaction with complete strangers uh, and particularly perhaps with the people closest to you who tend to see the truth about you um, and and it's the ripple effect isn't it you just don't know what will happen from one person who lets the Holy Spirit um, begin to rule their lives thank you Thank you, Jane. Amazing insights. Mm. We're really grateful. Thank you for listening to the Pattern Podcast. If you'd like to explore more spiritual patterns of living, head over to pattern.org.uk.